Okay, so you're saying Allie can't make it this week, and you're her replacement. Yeah. And your name is? Alex. A- Alex. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, Alex, I uh, hope you don't mind. Uh, it's pretty hot in the studio, so that's why Allie and I usually just do it naked in our jock straps. So, you, so if, you get, if you get hot, you can take off that big bulky uh, jacket and the leather tie, you know, and uh, just go ahead and strip it down. We don't care here. We're just dudes. No biggie. Yeah, I'm good, bro. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get talking about some 80s while we manspread. Cool. Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. <laughs> you know, about halfway through that, that's why <laughs> that sounded weird. It's because I thought halfway through, maybe I should pretend to be a dude. And <laughs> to continue the joke. Um, Do you want me to retake that? No, Welcome no. to we... A Match Made in Space. <laughs> I'm Alex Goodman. And I'm Joan Walter. No. <laughs> No, we're not redoing this. Um, no, it's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, oh, so this week, oh, well, I showed John just one of the guys. Yes, 1985's a classic gender-bending comedy, directed by Lisa Gottlieb, uh, with a screenplay by someone I'm not really sure who. Fighting me, you stupid dog. <laughs> Definitely not by Sparky. Uh, let's see. Um, who cares who did? Who wrote it? Who cares? I care. All right, it was written by someone. It was written by a really cool person. Okay, so... Uh, screenplay by Dennis Feldman and Jeff Franklin. There you go. Story by Dennis Feldman. There you go. Okay, so, uh, and uh, if IMDb is to be trusted, story by William Shakespeare. Yeah, not. Yeah, both mm-hmm. IMDb and Wikipedia claim uh, that this movie is a loose adaptation of Twelfth Night, which I'm going to have to say it's a very loose adaptation in that it, apparently it only kept the idea of a woman dressed as a man who falls in love with another man while a woman who thinks she's a man falls in love with her. Which I guess is kind of the plot. But, I mean, really, that like that's, well, no, that's no. the adaptation of every drag farce no. ever. There's a big piece missing in this. And, and when we get into the plot, it'll make more sense. But in Twelfth Night, first of all, Sebastian and, and uh, um, Viola are twins. Yeah. Like, yes, they're fraternal because he's a guy and she's a girl. We get it. But they look enough alike that when she dresses up like him... Yeah. It, it it makes right. sense later when there's the whole which one are we talking to? Oh, right. No, you're yeah. the you're yeah, the okay. person. Uh, you know what? Uh, you need to not even <laughs> attempt. You have to deal with the dog on you because he just walked across me and canceled the, the page <laughs> the page on my iPad that had uh, IMDb trivia. Right. Um, so you're just going to deal with this growling mess. So anyway, my point is that that I mean, in this one they're not. I mean, yes, there's a brother and a sister, but they're not twins. They're not the same age. It's just it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, <laughs> I love that that's your sticking point and not the fact that like well, there's complete, so many. Other it, not the fact that there's a shipwreck, political intrigue, yeah, I mean, a Malvolio. Like a, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot in Twelfth Night. There is a whole that, lot. Like the, the drag is not to prove a point. The drag is a survival yes, technique. Yes. Like, like it's not like it, like it like it is the it is such a loose out of like Clueless is way closer to Emma. Yes. yes. Than this is to like yeah you know, like. Like, it's not, it's not, like, I mean, to be honest, fucking Strange Brew was a closer adaptation of Hamlet than this yeah, is to 12 You mean with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Yes. You, you, don't, you do know that uh, Strange Brew is 
build is a, an adaptation of Hamlet, yes. right? The, the, yes. the beer company is called Elsinore, and they have a whole thing about the the uncle murdering the father to take over the why brewery. Have not, why have we not reviewed Strange Brew? I don't know. Let's just get a bunch of Molsons and watch it right now right. and forget this fucking podcast. All right, so. I actually said puckin' because apparently I've, I had a high Canadian hang- on the brain. And also we've been hanging out with our son, so you probably wouldn't have said the actual F word. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would, I would have, I would have actually said, you know, like I would, would put a bleep. Have, I, would I, I would have built yourself? a bleep in. That's a pretty good one. Note to self: put a bleep here. <laughs> nah, I'm not actually. Okay, so. Um, so uh, yeah, um, yeah. This is uh, this is. You want to uh, say who's in it? Yeah, it stars uh, uh, Joyce Heiser. Yeah. As Terry, which I do love. This was smart on the movie's part. They gave her a unisex name, so she didn't you, like they didn't have to do the dumb like oh who. Like yeah. jokes about like forgetting the name. She has, she already has a name that can work, you know, for either gender. Terry. Uh, you know, Terry. You know, it's a name. Um, you know, it's I. I don't know. I I guess I guess let's let's we we kind of had a big long discussion about this, but let's go ahead and uh, you want to do the elevator pitch? Sure. I guess I should go first because I, I you showed it to me. All right. You ready? Yes. Twelfth night. I knew you were going. <laughs> no, um, I would say this. Uh, how about uh, just a. A high school girl tries to prove prove a point that she can uh, that she can write as well as one of the guys. So she disguises herself as a guy to get a big story and ends up learning that it, she's in deeper than she thought. That's great. I know. I, I you thought I was joking. I was actually going to go for a serious one this time. No, you I don't. Didn't. Yeah. You don't always. You don't the always... second one is where the jokes go. So better make us laugh. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Oh, oh God. Okay. It's all so. On the <laughs> Twelfth night. <laughs> there, you made us laugh. Okay, good. There, there we go. That's I'm my not, little pressure's little, off. Yeah, I'm done. No, I'm. I, yeah, no. Your elevator pitch was very similar to what mine would have been. Yeah. Actually, to be honest with you, so right. I'll just go with it. Okay. Let's leave it at that. So yeah. Um. I mean, we what we got here. You know. Yeah. Again, like I said, it's 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 a. It, I mean, they they're talking about it being a twelfth night adaptation, but really, when you get down to it, it's the same thing. It's been do, been done for centuries, probably well before Shakespeare, because Shakespeare didn't invent a plot in his life. Right. You know. I mean, it's just the, it's a genre farce. I mean, a, a gender farce, not genre farce. It's a gender <laughs> Might farce. Maybe a genre farce, too. So I guess, wait, I, it, it, like, th- these kind of things have been do- going on probably as long as there's been theatrical presentations. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it, it worked really well in Shakespeare's day because they were already all men in drag playing women. So, you know, it was really easy to confuse men and women, you know, on stage by just changing the makeup, you know. But, um, you know, it's like, it's... I mean, there's not much to it other than that for like really what the point of the movie is. It's it's let's dress up, a, let, let's find a woman and dress her up like a guy and put her in situations where it's embarrassing or tough and make her fall in love with someone that she's trying to like be a friend to. And actually, there's a little bit of Cyrano in there in that she's helping uh, him fall in love and he's totally like falling for her. And, right. Uh, I mean, he's, she's totally falling for him and can't realize, you know can't you know show it because right. her cover will be blown because she's also writing about him. So here's what I was going to say. Um, do, why don't we go through the plot and then when we hit the new characters we can introduce who they are. Right. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? As yeah, that, okay. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. let's, let's let, like, first of all, let's start by saying um, if you're going to rent this from the Deerfield Library <laughs> in Deerfield, Illinois, just be very clear that it's going to be pan and scan, and you're going to spend forever messing with your TV trying to get the aspect ratio right so nothing gets cut off 
uh, because you have your TV set to like 16 by 9, <laughs> you know, um, and it's going to really frustrate you. Yeah. Um, and then you're just going to watch the dang movie anyway. And you're going to watch the dang movie anyway, and it's going to be kind of compacted, and you're going to be like, oh, I guess they kind of compressed it anyway. Yeah. Because like we didn't didn't feel like I missed much. No. <laughs> you know, and I she mean. She felt a little, like the whole thing felt a little stretched, I, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. terrible. Right, anyway. And uh, the other thing you'll notice is you'll be very, you'll be like, who, 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 uh, when you're watching the credits, and all of a sudden you'll get really excited because, oh my God, William Zabka's in this movie. Yeah. And get this, he's playing an asshole. No. A bully, even. No way. Stunning. I know. Stunning. stunning. And also, you'll well, be like, gonna, wait, holy hold up. I, well, crap. That's what I was waiting for. I was going to say, maybe we should wait to introduce those people until we get to the... Okay, well, I mean, yeah. Them. All right, well, let's, let's just say there is a little bit of Audrey in this movie, and it's not a plant. Um, how about that? Um, Great. You know, and uh, all right, the movie basically begins like almost every 80s comedy ever. With someone getting dropped off at a school. Well, actually, right before that, right before that, I, I wrote down they do this obligatory lingerie wake up. Oh yeah! Oh, and, I forgot about yeah. that. They yeah. do this in a lot of. Well, 80s. I think. Well, well one. Well, we one. understand later. Why, well, not later, but we understand that they're they're really wanting to play up the fact that she is a woman. Yeah. And it's real obviously like right. she's and, got. And maybe we sh- maybe we should go off on a quick digression about like before we even get started with this movie that like, I'm not sure if it's problematic or not. Yeah. I can't decide. I know. And I, I, maybe it's not for me to be the one to say whether it feels problematic, right. you know? Because it's, it's, I don't think it's intentionally trying to be offensive no. to anyone. And for the most part, it's obviously played as just, hey, it's a woman pretending to be a man, you know, like getting into these kind of situations. But her brother consistently picks on her about, you know, basically that she's, you know, Transsexual. Yeah, yeah she, he calls her like, and it's mostly over the phone to the mother because yeah. apparently their parents are out. This is very, uh, this is by the way, very deep '80s because you have the parents who are out of town for weeks at a time with the teens basically just running their own life and being yeah. totally latchkey. You know, like well, she's a, seventeen, so I think in there. Well, yeah, but he's fifteen, yeah. and they're left alone. Yeah. Who leaves a fifteen-year-old and a seventeen-year-old alone in the house for weeks without in the, expecting in the '80s? Everyone. That's in my the point. 80s. That's my point. This is a very eighties thing. It's mm-hmm. it's just normal. They're, they're, never it's, it's the latchkey decade, you know. So it's like whatever. They're teens. They'll 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 work it out, you know. Like, but uh, the brother on the phone with the parents a lot of times, like like he makes jokes about her, like you know, like growing chest hair and everything. Because like basically the parents aren't paying attention, so he's literally talking about her schemes and plans. Like and they don't really happening, anything. and yeah. they just—they're like, "That's nice," kind of. They don't—you don't hear what you they never say. Never hear that. They're like—they're like the teachers on Peanuts, except yeah. they're not actually played by a muted trumpet. Right. But you know, like you never hear them. But, but basically, there's a—it's a little. It feels a little weird because they—they—they do their best, their very best to show that she is straight and she's a woman. She is cisgender, but like that term really didn't exist in the right. consciousness then. But she's cisgender. She's heterosexual. There is not like this is one hundred percent just a scam on her part to like so she can prove that she can write as well like that it like, you know we'll get which into we'll why, get into why. why yeah. but like but like it just I don't know like there's this weird bit where I'm just I don't know if it's offensive now or not it's not something like there are certain movies you watch now and you're like oh my god this is super gross like yeah. Revenge of the Nerds oh obviously you know like like where it's like oh this is a little or this is ooh this is a little problematic like you right. know the racism in Goonies right uh, you know like the with, with, with mouth and the uh, and the and the maid yeah you know like where it's like oh wow that's real terrible what the way you're uh, you know treating her and like dehumanizing you know like but this I'm just I'm not sure yep you know but it is you know like so ultimately like it's it's like I I not that I was offended by it or not I just didn't know if I should feel a little guilty or not watching it right it like I don't know if it holds up 
Like, cause I'm just not, I'm, I don't think I'm close. I'm not close enough. I'm not transgender. I'm not, I'm not, you know, like gay. I don't have like a, I don't have a, like, I don't have like a, a, a horse in this race. Well, I'll tell you, know what? I'm going to reserve my response on this until later because I will talk through my, my opinion. Okay. On this. Yeah. Just, because just, I feel like, I feel like my, my very quick thing is I think this handles it probably with the most sensitivity of any movie of this time that could have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of its time. Like, I, I like, I, I know if I'm going for of its time and the mores of its time, it definitely doesn't have malice in any of its presentation. Like Tootsie doesn't have any malice in it, but there's probably moments in there. There's some that, problematic moments yeah, in Tootsie. I mean, there probably are. <laughs> yeah, so. there, there are. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, like it's, but yeah, there's, there was, you know, there was a whole like bustling trade of, you know, like, you know, like, well, gender swap has been a, co- a comedic trope in various ways forever. And right. It, you know, and it, it, it depends on the level of like for how problematic it is and how, you know, you know, like yes. how troublesome it is, and I, I do think, I do think if you're if you're gauging it one hundred percent of its time, it's really not bad at all, right? You know, like, but then again, of its time, you have movies dropping, you know, what I believe we hate movies calls the hard f, yeah. you know, quite a bit, you know, and that ain't fuck, no. you know, you know, like, yeah. like Bill and Ted is a normally like a pretty good movies. The message of Bill and Ted is a mostly positive message, but there's a moment like like at one point where they hug each other because they thought they they, yeah, they, were, and they, and they, and they yeah. step back and call each other the, the f word, yeah. you know, and it's 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 kind of gross, but you don't, yeah. but like at, at like overall, that's a movie that's well meaning, but right. it was the eighties, like yes. like they're like. Like, the homophobia was so rampant in the 80s, yeah. it's very, it's, like, you can, like, it was almost there without any malice. Just like you hear, like, offhand casual racism uh, throughout decades before where people didn't even, didn't even occur to them that that was a mean thing to do. That was just the way things were. So it's like, of its time, yeah. But I don't, I, I, I'm not sure if it, I, I don't know if nowadays it's offensive or if it's okay or if it's something people are, fond, like, like. How about this, though? It I might mean, even be positive for all I, I know. I was about to say, what I, what I have to say, though, about the gay thing that I think is really interesting is that... Of its time, something where it could have just been just as willing to go to that place that Bill and Ted's went to, even for that little moment, it could have done that. When it gets addressed, that like you know, it's okay. You know, I know you're gay. Yeah, that, I will that say that. Yeah, so sensitive. That was weird. Yeah, that was not weird, but like weird for watching an '80s movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. I legitimately like time and time again in this movie, like I thought, and there were like, like there was there was a lot of like jokes where she's falling in love with the, the guy, um, we'll get to that, you know, where I, like, I thought they were going to do a scene where he thought, oh, God, you're gay, get away from me. Right, and I thought so, too. And that never came no, out. not even at that all. That never was a thing that came up. And no one who, even whenever, uh, you know, when Terry's having trouble with bullies, they're not bullying her because they think she's gay, a gay guy. They just think she's an annoying nerd. Right. You know, like, they're not, like, it's not, there's but no... But they call her a pussy, which I... Yeah, know, well, that's, whatever, again, of its time yeah, and but whatever, time. But, but it's I'm not... But I'm saying, but they're, but they're, which is funny when you think, it's not funny, but if, yeah. if you no, want to you're, insult if you somebody know, yeah, who is a woman, like, that's not a very a man, good one. Right, that's exactly. not a very good insult. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's one of those things, hey, you should move more. I know. Yeah. Her, uh, her, her little uh, fitness uh, thing. It's not a Fitbit. No, it is not. <laughs> but is going off telling her to walk around the room or something. Yeah, I'm Yeah, you didn't get your steps, huh? No, I did. Oh, you got your steps? Yeah. Hot high five. Yeah, thank you. I'm not actually. I'm too lazy to like high five you because I got the same steps as you because I was walking alongside you. Yes, yeah, so you're super tired. I'm too tired. Now. I'm too out of shape. So yeah, I guess we can get into the actual movie because yeah, I that. like we're going through that aside. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I, I like again. I don't know if it's problematic or not. I don't know if I like. I don't know if like. I don't even know if I think it could be. I don't know if this. How about this? I don't think the. Pl- this is what I was going to say later, but I'll say it now. 
I don't think the plot of the movie is is problematic. I don't think the the structure the structure There are moments that might be. Yeah. I don't think the structural script idea is bad because again, I think that kind of stuff is it is part of comedy. It is something that's been going on for yeah. years. So, okay, but I think that and I think for the most part it was handled very well. I think there are moments that were that are yeah. insensitive. It's, yeah. It's less cuz it's less like the the comedy is less about like mocking and more about like putting her in situations where she may be found out and right like her having to come up with ways to, to get away, not get, get naked in right. front of everyone else to right. you know like not like you know get caught using the bathroom and get like what why are you know like not yes. get like walking into a bathroom full of urinals and open stalls and like having another guy in there and exactly. having to like pretend like she's just finishing up peeing in a urinal yeah you know like it, it is it's got that like it, it the, the comedy is not really about like belittling anyone it's just about trying to like like sneak in and and and, and her reasonings for do it doing it like aren't like it, it it isn't it's not a thing where it's an insensitive portrayal of someone who legitimately feels like like that they are born in the wrong body there's no right. gender dysphoria she knows who she is it's just a disguise right so it's like i like again We've gone we've gone a, a lot of discussion on this. I think we can get back to the movie because yeah. I think neither of us really know the answer to that. No. Anyway, so yeah, but like, please tweet us or but, yeah, send but, us an email. Like, but, like, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, but like we say, like it begins with this scene of her in lingerie, so you can see that she's a girl and she's a very feminine girl. Yes, like it's not. This isn't like this is not a like the the, the transformation is more drastic. Yeah. In this case, because you know this is not this isn't oh well yeah all you have to do is cut your hair and you're already pretty masculine right. and you're already no. like you know like. She is a girly girl, and uh, you learn like she's a she's a popular girly girl. She's you know like very you know like she's very active in school. She's you know she's in the she's, she wor- she, she's in the school paper. She wants to be a journalist when she grows up. She's got a she's got a very like popular handsome boyfriend who's in college. You know Kevin. Kevin, you know. Look, we all know everyone named Kevin is terrible. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, you know, so she's, you know, and she's got, like, normal 80s, she dresses in normal 80s girl fashion. You know, like, she's got her moosed up, like, you know, hair, which apparently, according to IMDb, was a wig, which it looked real to me. It sure did. I thought, I thought it was her real hair, and then they cut it, you know, like, for the other scenes. Which, again, also, according to IMDb, this movie was actually shot in order. Which would explain why, like, her hair gets short, and then towards the end of the movie, it's a little longer, but still short. Yeah. You know? But she apparently had already cut it, I guess, for like, probably for the screen test. So they, like, she is in a wig in the beginning of the movie, apparently. But it's a good wig if it is. Sure is. Uh, I, would, I, I definitely I would never thought it was her hair. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. So, so you see her yeah, meeting with gets, her, her friend. Like, oh, who she gets dropped off. Yeah, she gets dropped off at school and she meets up with her friend Denise, who is at least 33. Yes. Actually, that's not true. I looked up. The actress is only 25. Yeah. Well. But uh, she looks old. she looks older than, like. A high schooler. Yeah, she looks older. Than, she's well. Everyone's older than a high schooler in this movie. They're all people like in their twenties. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, uh, uh, Joyce Heiser, Terry, is actually older than Denise mm. by three years or huh? four years. But like, she was in her late twenties when she did this movie. But then again, when you were in your late twenties, you could have easily played played a high schooler. I, so you know, I like, played a fourteen year old when I was twenty eight. I know, and you you well, you played a twenty year old when you were like. 39 or yes. 40 you know so you know like it yeah it definitely is uh you know possible of course that's also on stage though you know it's you know like we've seen patty lapone play a 16 year old a few years ago this is true so i'm pretty she's sure in her 60s so you know yeah. um oh i'm sure they all knew that so anyway everyone knows what patty lapone who listens to this right right 
<laughs> so, um, all right. So continue. So uh, we we she's we learn she's in her her journalism class, and her teacher, um, what is his name, Mr. Raymaker. Ray, Raymaker. And the actor is I forgot uh, uh, I wrote it down. Uh, it's Kenneth Tiger. Tiger or Tigar, yeah. and he's one of those that guys that like he was in a he's in a ton, ton of stuff. stuff. You know, he's been in like Star Trek, as is apparently uh, Rick coming up later was also mm-hmm. in Star Trek. Uh, uh, you know, and he's been in you know he's been in he's a that guy, and he also looks a lot like another that guy to me. So like we had a whole discussion, we had to stop the movie and make sure he wasn't the dentist from Lost, <laughs> which he's not. <laughs> but they do look very similar, and they both have the same droopy, sad-eyed, dumpy white guy face with My like God. balding white guy face. You know, but yeah, so, but uh, her teacher, there, there's a big contest because they're, they're being submitted. The two best essays in the, in the journalism class are going to be submitted to the, the Sun, Sun Tribune. Tribune. This movie is not set in Chicago or filmed in Chicago, but, but it still manages to make a deep Chicago, like, <laughs> like weird Chicago reference where it combines the two papers in Chicago into one, uh, you know, Didn't thing. you say that one of them was, had something to do with Chicago? What, what, and what? The, what, was it the director who had something to do with it? She was like at Columbia? Oh, well, that's later. No, oh. no. In 2000, I, I was looking up because like I, I was trying to see. It was, I was looking up the trivia and uh, this was her feature film debut. And I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. And then I went to look at her career and she doesn't have that many movies mm. under her belt. So it's like, it's kind of like, and this is the most famous one she did. So it's kind of like, uh, okay. Oh, okay. You know, like that's your feature film debut and that's great. She, But apparently in 2002, she taught at Columbia in, in uh, Chicago. As a film, I was but later on she taught in Miami, so she's not yeah. currently a professor at Columbus. Got she was it. a visit. I'm sure she was a guest, a guest lecturer, a guest so, professor. So, continue. So anyway, I want to go back because we forgot. Like, I want to say something about the room that she's in. Hmm. Well, first of all, it's a very girly room, but it's a girly room with rock and roll posters, which mm-hmm. is a very like it's a very uh, '80s look, you know, thing. But she has the most interesting taste. Yes. Um, she's, uh, she's got a lot of Springsteen posters, but she's also got like, um, she has Elvis Costello. She has an Elvis, she has, she actually has a, looks like an actual vinyl copy of my, of, uh, of My Aim is True, his debut album on the, uh, like above her bed. And she's got, um, some other posters for like, you know, mostly like pretty good bands. She's got pretty good, if taste. mainstream, eclectic like taste. I, like, she doesn't have a Clash poster, but she mentions she liking mentions the, the Clash. Clash. That's right. Uh, and the Police and like a couple other things. Like she's she's obviously a Talking Heads, uh, she says she's a fan of. She's got some pretty good taste. And then out of nowhere, she's just got Rod Stewart, which eh. But I learned something, apparently, um, and if there's any major Springsteen fans in the audience, they can confirm this about the man. But apparently Joyce Heiser dated Springsteen and was dating him During this for a couple of years before this movie. And she's got like several Springsteen posters on her walls yeah you know so uh it's kind of a little i think apparently that's a little nod we uh, meet um fairly soon in here taryn's brother which we mentioned earlier his name is buddy and buddy is buddy is a that guy kid actor yeah and i'm gonna say this about but this movie this movie is interesting because i know it was a major release and i know it went to theaters and it's it, it because it had too much impact to be a directed video movie, right? You know, it like you know the directed video market in the '80s was for like mostly for shitty horror movies and boob comedies. And while this technically is a boob comedy, if you go like by the literal definition of a comedy where you can see some breasts at some point in it, you know, but it's not really. But this movie has a feel, a very strong feel, like a USA Up All Night movie. Yes, it does. And, and really, it's Buddy that does that. And Buddy, it's Buddy and Buddy's overacting that yes. does this. And Buddy was also like, I can't remember what he was on. And we looked it up. He yeah. was in a, he he oh he was oh he was uh, the sidekick friend in the part in Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Right. 
Um, and, and uh, you know, like basically, but yeah, like he, and he's apparently right now a very successful uh, commercial and video director. Um, and, but he is gnawing on yeah. the scenery. The scenery in his room that is covered in Playboy centerfolds. Yep. Like this movie has, like, like his, the parents are out of town. And while they've been out of town, he's such a horny, horny boy that he's just decorating his walls with Playboys. And my thought to this and I, I, I am the one of us who was a teenage boy. Yeah. And horny as all get out because I was a teenage boy. And, you know, I did not not have a hidden stash of porn. Um, I just, I don't see the need to put it and like stapled to my walls no, or taped to my walls or whatever, tacked to my walls or whatever he put it on his walls with. God, I hope it wasn't that something sticky that he made. But whatever he stuck into the walls <laughs> with. Like, you know your parents are coming back in town. Just because they're gone for, like, a few weeks. You're, you're tearing up all of your porn and just spreading it everywhere. There had to have been, you know what was cut out of here? The montage where the Ferris Bueller chase music was playing. And all the parents are down. on the way home and he's, you know, just, I can't remember what song was played for Okay, thank you, because I was about to do Yakety Sack. I was like, like, was in my head. Okay, that's good. All right, we've already, we've already, we already, hey, we've already done our Ferris Bueller, okay. uh, our, our Ferris Bueller joke. Yeah, you should go listen to our. Uh, what was it? What the Burbs? I don't remember. I remember probably the Burbs. We probably um, we might have. It wasn't on. A, it wasn't on a. So uh, anyway, so a so Raymaker says that there's gonna be two people that are picked, and he um, said he'll post them like in the trophy case at, after lunch. And, and so Terry, Terry is certain, certain, certain she's, she's one of the people it. picked, and uh, when she shows up. She finds out, you know, out that no, it was not one of hers chosen. And she doesn't like the two that were picked. She doesn't believe that they deserved it. So she sneaks into to Raymaker's office to take a look at what the response was to her essay. And it says good or fair. I can't remember what it says, but it's like good. And as she's in there, and this is very interesting, as she's in there, she overhears Raymaker talking with one of the other teachers. And as they're, as he's coming in, he mentions Terry's what Terry was wearing today. And and it's so lascivious and so gross. And to be honest, this feels like it might just be this movie might be a like a pre like the, the predecessor of election. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it, it's so, the teachers talking about the sexy girls in the class. The sexy girls in class. And I gross. I will say, um, you know, not worth losing a job over. Thank God that they weren't talking about taking it any further than, than yeah. just male gaze, because it was pretty gross. It was gross in the way that and even Ray Raymaker said, you know, you know, you, you know, I don't know, you better be careful, you know, you don't want to lose your job over this. And he's like, It's not a job worth having or something stupid like that. But but Terry overhears that they're literally talking about her, and that's just I mean which to me also probably fuels some of what comes up later because she even says it. So she she ends up yelling at Raymaker because she wants to know why her article wasn't, uh, you know, um, good enough. And he says, you know, you're a decent writer, but, you know, this is not going to be your future. And I don't know why you're, you know, fighting so hard for it. Go do something else like modeling. And then she really, lay, lay, that's when she lays into him and she's like, you know, yeah. I am way more than just a pretty face and a pretty body. You know, I actually, yeah. this is what I want to do with my life. And I'm going to prove to you that right. I, I'm, you know, that this, this is worth it. And her original thing is that she does believe that her essay is worth it. Um, even though he said it's you know it's it's okay it's not it's yeah. not star like she's dr- and I, I, we'll we'll go we'll, we'll talk about this when it comes up because it's kind of an interest I, I kind of like one of the little twists on that yeah uh, me too but um, I, I actually she believes that if she were a guy 
they would have accepted her 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 they and, would have accepted what, her essay but because the people that were chosen were two, two guys. guys and 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 while uh, the worst thing that Raymaker says is that whole thing of you know like like kind of like you know you need to fall back on that. One of his critiques actually is it's well written, but it lacks like something. It, it's not interesting. Right. It's like it's not a story that like like it's competently written, but the story itself doesn't have a pull or right. a hook to it. And the cool thing about this job, this the, like winning this essay contest, is that you could get a job over the summer at the Sun Tribune yeah. as a reporter. So and this is this is back first of all in the eighties when newspapers weren't doomed. Right. You know. <laughs> so, but also what's interesting is that it's the two schools in the county, I guess, or the, the two. There's high only schools, two. There's only two, two high, high schools, schools in are, the area. Right, and they they submit to at the other school and. This and this Pearl Edwina Edwin Edwina Pearl High School submits right. to, and the, and and the other one is apparently Sturgis Wilder Sturgis High School. Sturgis Wilder, and they, and which they, is by the way a trivia named after Preston Sturgis and Gene Wilder. No, Billy Wilder, not Gene Wilder. Preston Sturgis and Billy Wilder because it's like Hollywood in jokes. And you find out that they have not submitted theirs yet, so that's what starts the plot of this of this. Right. So movie. she gets. She starts. She goes home. She before before this completely goes through. There's a couple other things. She goes home, has that discussion with her brother. He puts up yeah. porn on the walls. Uh, this is when we meet her boyfriend, Kevin, uh, who is a turd. Yeah, he, he is just, just a ass. turd. Hey, I'm Kevin. He also sounds. Like, he also sounds like Jamie Gum. He sounds like Ted Levine. He's like, <laughs> Hey, pay attention to me. You're you are a pretty girl. You should be a model. Yeah. You know, she like she tries to vent to him, and he's like, Yeah, but you are pretty. Yeah. You know, and he's yeah, he's uh, like he's a d bag. And uh, was, was he the one is... that you wanted to say was a poor man's Joey Tribbiani, or who was that? Yeah. Yeah, he was. You said, yeah, because that's right. You said he was a poor man's Joey, and I turned and said, oh my God, I was just saying that he was a poor man's Matt Dillon. Yeah. And we're both right. Yes. He is just like, he's a blandly handsome, but he's blonde, unlike those yeah. guys. But other than that, he's just blandly han- handsome in a masculine way guy. By the way, I feel and, really bad that I'm like literally using just Joey Tribbiani and not using, because I don't think Matt that LeBlanc? He's, I don't think he's Matt LeBlanc. I no, think he's, he's Joey, Joey Tribbiani. Tribbiani. No, no, and I'm like, I was just saying he looks like yeah, yeah, he yeah, looks yeah. like he looks like a blonde Matt Dillon. Yeah, mixed with Joey but, Tribbiani. Yeah, but his yeah, but his behavior is more like a but but he's like a wealthy rich version. Yeah, and also again, I'd fuck me. <laughs> you know, like he's like I like I don't know. His voice is too deep. Like it's oh, and it's not God. deep in it's not deep in like a like like a radio guy voice. Yeah. It's deep like this, like he's trying to talk deeper than he should. Yeah, it's, just so <laughs> it's very odd. And so, um, basically, she gets inspired. You see, uh, like you see, Buddy sitting around the house, and someone knocks on the door, and it's like a, a guy in front of him, wearing his clothes. And for a split second, and he like, says, "Is your sister home?" Is your sister home? And first, and the guy's like, "Yeah, no, she's not." And he's like, and, he's, and she looks up, and it's her. And he's like, "Look, you know," she's like, ah, "I fooled you. If I can fool you, I can fool other people." And he's like. And and he very rightfully says, it was dark and I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. You know, like, this is not, you're not acting, you don't, like, and she, like, and so basically we get the same scene as kind of you get in like a Mrs. Doubtfire or anything, or Tootsie for that matter, uh, where it's the training scene where he teaches her how to be a boy, you know, about like basically how to like, there's a, there's a scene where he teaches that you have to scratch your balls a lot and, you know, she's not good at it and he's like showing her, which is really funny because he does it like in this... I'm not sure, like, how much is just because he's overacting. Mm. But, like, but for all his protestations of wanting to get laid, he sure seems like he's coded kind of gay. Yeah. 
you know, and I don't know if it's just because he's he's so desperately, he's just, he's flamboyantly just, overacting. Yeah, that's what it is. I you don't know? think it's. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, because I mean, I don't. I have no idea about the actual sexuality of the actor. Right. I don't care to be right. honest. But he just he, like it doesn't feel right. The way but, he's written is very. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, the movie even kind of lampshades the fact that we're entering into like because there was a lot of gender related swapping movies around this time. Yes. Like it went, like there's a there's a bit where he jokes about like you know like Tootsie. Yeah, he makes it, a comment like, about like Tootsie. Tootsie and she looks upset and he's like, "Okay, Yintel." Yeah. Which I thought was actually I actually laughed pretty hard yeah, at that. That was that was, good. that was a good solid laugh uh, because the first one was like who dro- who name drops Yintel yeah, anymore? No, <laughs> like just the, just mentioning Yintel as a thing, yeah. you know. I bet Manny Patinkin forgot he was in Yintel. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yintel's not a movie people talk about anymore. Right, I know. Um, but, um, and, oh, and, and there, I forgot to mention, like, on the whole ball scratching scene, there's a bit where, like, you know, he's like, you know, she's like, well, maybe my balls don't itch. And he's like, all, all balls, balls itch. itch. Which is really funny because I literally said that at the yeah. exact same time he did without knowing he and was going to say And actually, that. I was going to say it too, but I knew that line. But the thing is that I was thinking about our son because I don't have balls so I don't know if this for a fact but I have seen our four year old oh he digs in there all balls <laughs> oh he digs in there like Al Bundy <laughs> oh my god it's like he's expecting gold to come up <laughs> Jackson when you hear this in the future mommy and daddy love you get your hand out of your pants please um, so um, I don't know what when this happens, but like it's it's in between now and the and 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 Terry coming. Oh no, I think it's when Terry shows up at school. Yeah, so she decides to go. Oh, this- yeah. Oh yeah. She. So oh yeah. Um. So she gets like he gets her like she gets her clothes ready. Um. And everything and gets herself ready to go to the school, and like shows up at the school with. I'm pretty sure this is when basically the world's worst sub Devo slash sub Oingo Boingo mashup is playing. Yeah. It is like this movie actually has. A handful of like name things in the score. I, I say in the score because of the two people I the two songs I recognized and knew that were on this in the soundtrack of this movie aren't in the soundtrack. Right. They're only pl- they're played in the movie. And in fact, my jaw dropped when I heard the Stooges at at some point later in this movie. Because yeah. I'm like, wait, that, I was like, that's Iggy Pop. Not only is that Iggy Pop, that's the Stooges. Like, what is like what is this doing in a mid '80s comedy? You know, like, and also there's a there's a Lindsey Buckingham solo song, uh, "Trouble." That's uh, somewhere on the soundtrack. Although I missed that, I found that out later. I'm like, oh, I didn't even hear that. And yeah, as as anyone who follows me on Twitter knows, I'm I'm quite a fan of the Lindsey Buckingham. Um, but um, but yeah, like, but there's this. It's incredibly like. It's just the most like warmed over Devo Oingo Boingo '80s music. You know, which is perfect for this movie's soundtrack. This movie's soundtrack is very 1985. I say that about a lot of 1985 movies. There is something about the year 1985 that's like a touchstone year of being the 80s. It just, it's dead in the center of the 80s. And it just, there is a feel of 1985 that if you get it right, which this movie does, you will, you will never not know that. In fact, there's a, there's a joke later in the movie. Uh, it's supposed to be that he's waiting a long time. Someone says, like, in 1987 we can yeah. do this. And I was like, is this movie made in 86 then? And, like, I literally had to stop because I'm like, no, this movie has to be made in 1985. It feels like 1985. So, and I was right. So so Terry shows up at the new school, and the very first person she runs into is William Zapka. William Zapka. Greg Tolan is Greg his name. Greg Tolan is his name, is which, the, are, which is apparently, by the way, the, also a Hollywood reference to uh, apparently a cinematographer named Greg Tolan, who is very well He's, um... A, he is the school bully. Yeah, he's he he's a he's a jock. Jock, the, yeah. And this this movie keeps up with the very 1980s belief that like you know like and it's not necessarily untrue that jocks run the schools and everything like yeah. that. But like to be honest, 
like in hindsight, most of the people who bullied me weren't like the, the star athletes. They were mostly the star athletes mostly kept to themselves and didn't really care. It was it was usually the, the biggest bullies were the people who were on the team but like low level. Yeah. And people who weren't on the team but were popular. Right. Were the worst bullies in, in school. Like you know, or, I mean the idea I don't know if he's the star. It, I mean, maybe. No, the, the way he's treated, he's treated, like, treated like he's treated like the star athlete. I said I thought he was treated more like he was feared. Well, yes, but like he has a like all the jocks around him treat him are right. like that's they treat true. him like he's the quarterback. You're right. You're right. I don't so, know if he is, but I feel but like that's he, the feeling. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I get you. So anyway, so um, they he and yeah. it might just be the coding of like '80s movies where the blonde, handsome. Jack Jock asshole is usually the star quarterback who's dating the the, the head cheerleader. I don't like. I don't know if his girlfriend's the head cheerleader or not, but I feel right, like she feel is. Like she so the you very know? first. So the very first thing that you see is Greg Tolan uh, giving a kid a wedgie, and um, and it's honestly this is where it also feels a lot like an up all night movie because he's just methodically explaining the proper way to give a wedgie yeah. and he's and there's a whole thing throughout the movie he's he's giving his friends workout tips yeah on like while bullying it's yeah. all about lifting so like he does like a, a deadlift or not deadlift it's no, flies he does a row a row that's thank you I couldn't remember it's the one where the elbows go up and your yeah your elbows are up and you're like you you know like but he's like basically and he's doing it his form's excellent because well Zach is in shape that's yep. like you know you know he has he has excellent form as he's deadlift like as he's doing a row of this like poor freshman like dangling in the air and when he drops it down like like Terry does a <laughs> yeah like trying to like be cool and just one of the guys right I almost made that without the, the nodding wink I almost just said that yep and basically Zeb is like what are you looking at yeah <laughs> you and, know and, and picks him up and uh, picks her but picks t- the other the, well she gives the same name, yeah, so picks, picks Terry, Terry up, up. And, and, throw, th- and throws her into the bushes yep where she climbing out of the bushes she meets Rick 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 is kind of a dorky guy. His hair is like plastered down, but he's like, you know, he's low key about it. He's not like a super nerd. He's just not super cool. And he's like, basically, he says, "Oh, I see you met Greg Tolan. Yeah, you know, he's a real asshole, and you know, yeah. whatever. And, you know, like he says, I introduces himself, and that's it. You know, yeah, it's very welcome very to the school. Thing. This is you know, and you know, then so bleh, let's see what else. Um, and. Uh, Basically, she goes through classes and she gets to gym and she's yes. like, uh-oh. Yeah. This is the first big problem. Like, she goes into gym and she, first thing she does, she meets the uh, the gym. Teacher. The gym teacher or the coach who's like a super big into bowling guy. Like, <laughs> he's really got funny. bowling trophies everywhere. He's got like the bowling hand like thing on. You know, and it, it, there's always a thing in comedies, especially in the 80s, where the jocks keep their equipment on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like Billy Zapka's wearing his weight, weight gloves all the time. He's always got his fingerless yeah. weight gloves on. Um, and he even puts them on at one at point. At one point, yes. You know, because he's, you know, because he wasn't, because he wasn't, he was dressed up too nicely for bullying and he had to get his, his bullying gloves on. Yeah. Um, but like, there's this whole, like, I, around this time I made the observation, but it's throughout the movie, uh, but I, it's in my notes, what's reminding me here is, uh, Terry spends a lot of this movie rolling her eyes. Yes, a yes. lot, a lot, a lot of this of movie. There's a lot of eye rolling. Um, like she's she's like oh about everything, but um, uh, so so she she goes to the gym teacher and she's trying to figure out a way to say that she uh, can't. She forgot her clothes. She's like, I forgot oh, my clothes. I, no, she didn't say I forgot. She said that she I, I transferred. Brand I, new. I transferred. My, and got I don't all have stuff. clothes. And so I'll just go to study hall. And he goes, wait. Everyone dresses for my gym class. Everyone and throws her, you know, shoes and socks and shorts and a shirt. 
Right, and she's gonna go change, and she realizes there's like she goes in the locker room, and this is where you get some gratuitous female oh, gaze, yeah. yeah. or gay, or male gaze if you're one tenth of the population. Uh, you know, like you get a lot of naked guys in there. Oh, oh, when he says, oh, he says, gives her the jock strap and says, "There we surprise jock inspections, blah blah." And I was like, any three of those words, any two of those words, even together, like other than surprise inspections, <laughs> it's when you put the word jock in with either surprise or inspection. <laughs> Like I'm like what like is that really an issue that comes up a lot that like oh you're not wearing your jock strap <laughs> you know first of all I never had to wear a jock strap in gym class we were never given issued jock straps like I mean we barely we none of us even used the showers in the gym because they were infectedly nasty oh, oh, <laughs> you know I can't even like let's not even you know like we were like we all as a as a school and not just the nerds even the popular kids. Like, even the jocks themselves, we all kind of, the whole school kind of had a pack that, oh, well, I guess we're going to smell if we have gym class because no one's going in those damn showers. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, like, so basically she comes up with an idea to get out of, uh, get out of changing. And she uh, puts a, she rolls up a piece of uh, paper towel and puts it up above the, by the, uh, the, sprinkler. the sprinkler and lights it on fire with her lighter that she just is carrying, I guess, because never once in the movie does she smoke. Yeah. You know, like, she never once. And this is the 80s, so she's going to smoke. I mean, Natty Gann smoked like a chimney. This is the 80s. If you're going to show a kid smoking, you'll show a kid smoking. Right. Nobody cares. Nobody I mean, cares. I mean, th- through, throughout the, you know, the movie Labyrinth, the little baby's smoking. I don't know if you noticed that. That baby has a cigarette in his mouth the entire so, movie. So she sets off the sprinkler and everybody's running out. And it's a great little comedy moment that you see the coach running out with all of his trophies. Yeah, he, like he's grabbing all his bowling trophies to go. But everybody's gone and she's the only one left so she can change. And she comes out soaking, soaking wet, but, wet in her clothes. but in her and, clothes. And then like there's a whole – but then immediately they're picking teams. Yes. And you've got like the, the nerdiest nerds, by the way. They'll be a lot – talked about them. Yeah, they, they'll, be, they'll be there a lot more later. But we, the, the biggest – like, but you know, like a very classic, you know, speaking of someone who was not particularly very athletic – uh, the fight for who's the last one picked. Like, I'll take this if you take that yeah. fight. Which, I, to be honest, I was almost never the last one picked. I was usually, like, in the bottom four or five. <laughs> you know, like, because I was not very athletic. But there was almost always someone who was just a little bit worse than me, yeah. thankfully. You know, but uh, but I, that, did, that did, did bring back shades of that, that horrible, like, feeling the pit of your stomach when they were picking, you know, when they let the popular kids pick their teams. Oh. Um but uh, then she learns it's shirts versus skins, and she's on skins. Yep. And that's when she does, and since we're on a basketball court, I'll say it, she does a flop worse than LeBron James. Yep. <laughs> like, she just goes down and like, oh, my tummy hurts. Well, she doesn't say my tummy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, why would it? She's no like, one oh, says, stomach pains are in the cafeteria. <laughs> and like, I mean, th- frankly, I would never have bought that. I don't think I'd have even let her go to the nurse and like, yeah. you got to learn. I, like, I would have been like, you know what, you need to go to a few theater classes uh, if you're going to try and yeah. like fool me with this. Uh, but she, so she, she goes away and doesn't have to do, do that. Um, um, and she gets out of the rest of gym class by, um, and this is this comes later, but I'll just say it now. She gets out of the rest of gym by uh, bringing a note from her doctor, and she's like, "I'll just go to study hall." And he's like, "No, no. you won't." And she becomes the uh, the, the towel the towel boy, I guess. Yeah, and, which is kind of funny because she's just made, and, and and there is actually a moment where she's definitely checking people out. Well, she definitely checks out Rick. She definitely checks out Rick, who's in who's in her gym. This class. is after they become friends. They've become friends. Yeah. At this okay. Point. So yeah. Um, 
So I guess the next thing of, of real import is, first of all, baby Audrey's in here. And by Audrey, I mean, of course, Sherilyn Finn, mm. who is dressed in some serious Madonna clothes. Yeah, she's Because this great. is 1985. Uh, she's can, dressed I, as, can I do her her first line? Sure. Can I do it? Okay. Oh, ouch. So um, she's talking to her friends, and she notices Terry. And this is what she says. What a fox. Dresses like Elvis Costello. Looks like the Karate Kid. I'm going to get him. And the, and best, the best moment, part about that is when I just turned and went, well, no wonder William Zabka hates her. <laughs> she reminds him of the guy who kicked him in the face with the most easily blockable karate move in history. And the, here's the thing. She does. Like, she does have a Ralph Macchio She does have feel. a Ralph Macchio. Yeah, and, that, and that's but more that's, of the fact that Ralph Macchio basically had a baby face until he was 50. I mean, for reals, yo. So, and, uh, yeah. so anyway, she goes and she hangs out, and I, but, but oh my god, we got a long yeah, jump uh, in my notes. Oh, oh that's not good. Because <laughs> uh, the next thing I have here is about when she's having beers with uh, with uh, Rick at home. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure she there's a bit more where she basically she realizes she has to make a friend. Yes. She goes home and she she's like she's like I you know oh, oh no actually she, no we got it this yes, is important this is important this is important yes, let yes, me go yes, yes. she 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 there's a uh, I can't remember his name it's like. He's Hispanic. Mr. Like, Mendoza. Mendoza, thank you. I almost said Alvarez. But Mendoza! I don't know how I forgot because so I, I screamed that the moment. her essay to Mr. Mendoza. And ironically, he gives the exact same critique as Mr. Raymaker. That it's well written, but not interesting. And also, you know, you're, you know, just because you're a guy doesn't mean you, 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 you aren't, you know, you can't be sensitive. So he basically tells her that she doesn't have any emotion involved in it, yeah. which is hysterical. Well, so basically, the irony is this: the whole point of her dressing up as a guy with, to prove that point, she, she's almost immediately that idea is shot down, and it yeah. turns out she really does need to learn more about being a writer. Right. You know that while Mr. Raymaker is a little on the sexist side. Like, his assessment of her writing is still not wrong. And what's really interesting is Mendoza actually says to her, you know, I'm not picking, you know, people till Monday. So you have a few more days, you know, to come up with something better. Come up with a better idea that will really hook. So her original idea was just to go there, dress up as a guy, you know. Turn it in, get it submitted, submitted, then come back. And then come back to her other school. But now she's realized that she's got to do this again. Right. And for the record, just to go on a quick aside. Yeah. How does this even work? I know. Like, 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 if we're really going to be honest... How does she transfer to a school under an assumed... Well, I mean, her name's technically correct, but... One without parent, without right. parental consent. I, I thought about that. Like it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I get it. It's the eighties. We're not like we don't live in the modern lockdown school. There's True. not there, like school shootings were not common at all. Right. You know, like I mean, I mean, school shootings were rare enough that I don't like Mondays was about an event that actually like stunned people. You know, like so obviously that you know like like but like. Like, and also, how does she even take a week off of school I know. in her other school? You know, like, there's no, there's, this doesn't work. Yeah. But, you know, we don't think about that because it's a teen comedy right. in the 80s. Right. You know, like, so uh, like, we'll gloss over it now. I just want to point out there is literally no way this movie could possibly work unless there's a scene where she somehow dupes her parents into changing schools. Like, and giving, and sending in, or like, or it shows her forging her parents' signature or something. Something. You know, but they, they don't bother with that. There's like, fine. You know, so, but she decides she needs to make a friend. Yeah. And she needs, because she's cause now she going to have to be there for She a now few has days. to be there for a lot longer. Like, because she, she just wanted she to prove says, a point. Right. And she says, you know, what's really interesting is that I, I was, you know, made fun of, I was thrown in the bushes, all these terrible things happened to me, but everybody thought I was a guy. She's like, I duped them all, so I can do this, I can do this. I'm and I will say this one thing I do like, like, because, again, this movie is not about 
like any sort of like discovery of gender identity, you know, she's got her gender identity firmly in place is when she's not when she's not at school, she doesn't keep the act up. Right. Like she she's goes with her, with her brother. When she's and with she, her brother and with her friends, she dresses more like a girl. Like sometimes she's still in the clothes from school, but she's not like, you know, like she's not like, but like a lot of times she's wearing like her normal clothes. Right. She's just got short hair. And she, and she even does her hair differently. She doesn't have yeah. it like just sort of parted to the side. She actually like puts product in it. Yeah. And it's like more of a short, more like a pixie cut than like just a guy's haircut. Right. And, uh, but like she, but she's very proud that she's did, she, she did pull it off. And so now she's like, I, like she realizes she can write about that experience of socializing and 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 really going deep cover as a guy, but she needs to have friends. She needs, she needs to, to friends, actually, right. and she realizes Rick is a good friend to make because he was nice to her, and you know, like yeah. whatever. And actually, first she tries to make friends with like just the first people she sets nut to, and that's where we really meet the nerds. Yes, specifically reptile uh, is his cervical. Sherbacle. Something <laughs> reptile sherbacle. But reptile is yeah. what they all call Because he always, and it, you see him in gym class, he's like yelled at at one point, this is before, like because he's got a, a chameleon in his oh, pocket. It's a chameleon. Yeah. Uh, he's got a chameleon in his pocket. And like, you know, like he, it, it, he's like, but I have to take him with or with me because, uh, you the know, otherwise the alligator's going to eat him. him. And yeah. like basically the whole, the whole running joke is he's got all these reptile yeah. friends and pets that like, you know. And there's also two other nerds, Phil and Bill, I think. I, I think it's Bill. I don't remember. They both have rhyming names. And they're basically Star Wars nerds. Or Star Trek nerds who dress like aliens and pretend and to be aliens. Don't believe that they are from this planet. And they, 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 about... they, they, they act about like the humans, you know, yeah. like. And I, I, you know what? I've never really known people quite that nerdy. Yeah. To, like that's a, that's a comedic trope, but like I have known like those nerdy people that like just basically kind of like have those kind of in jokes with each other that like they think is funny. Yeah. You know, but it, but it's not presented that way. They they never they present it as always literal. Yeah. Um. You know, but um. So she ends up settling after a while on on Rick because he was nice to her. And he was and sitting she, alone. And he was sitting alone. So she approaches and starts talking with him. And like and basically she ends up kind of asking asking him out on a friend date, I guess, because she's like, you know, like, you know, you want to ride home? You know? Yeah. And she's actually got a pretty nice car. She's got a convertible, mm-hmm. a white convertible. Oh, um, her parents. I know. No, I mean, she has access to a nice yeah. car. <laughs> you know, like, so like they go to Rick's house and he actually offers her a beer, which I thought, again, we're getting into like, you could do this in the 80s. Yes. Like, there is not even moralizing, not even the slightest bit of moralizing about the fact that he's drinking. I do love drinking. the fact that he... Ha- in he fact, their buddy... At one point, Buddy's at home drinking a beer. Yeah. And, and he's, he's 50, 15. You know? Um, but I love the idea that he says to her, he says to her, you, you want a beer? And she's like, I could take a brewski. <laughs> I could take a brewski. <laughs> it's just really funny. Yeah. It's, I mean, I will say this. I think... I mean, it's done for comedic effect. But I think... Joyce Joyce Heiser does a pretty good job of dropping her voice a register where it's close to believable for at least a teenage boy. Yeah. You know, like, because, like, a lot of times when women do the deep guy voice. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What and do like, you mean? Like, you, yeah, you could pull off maybe a teenage boy, but you're, like, like you're not going to pet. No one's going to assume your voice is, like, you know, like, uh, like, uh, like, it just, there's a, there's a fakeness to it. Just like if I started talking high, it doesn't sound like a girl. Oh it sounds like a guy doing a falsetto. Can, can we, you know? can we make Sparky have a voice? But she does a, she does mine. a fairly, yeah. Yeah, you know what? You could have done that quietly. You didn't have to comment on that. You could have just thrown him, you know. But um, she threw him uh, horribly. I did not throw he splattered him. against the wall and slid down like the linguini and the odd You're couple. A terrible human. Being. No, it's garbage. <laughs> no, Sparky bark for the people so that they know that that's not, not hey, true. Hey buddy, hey buddy, hey, hey. There, there we go. I scratched him intensely until he growled at me. That was awesome. I'm smart. Um, so because I want to get bitten on a podcast um, again. 
So yeah, they, and the best part about this is apparently they borrowed the beer from Repo Man. <laughs> no, that's it was actually no name brand. It actually had yeah. the blue band. Yep. It was yeah, that was the real no name brand that you used to see in the eighties. You never see anymore. Yeah. I guess it no longer exists. But um, yeah, and we also this is where we learn. Uh, well, first of all, that Rick is like he's a professional light transfer student. Yes. He's moved like seven times in the past three years. His dad, but he is about to graduate. So and like his dad always... died, and so it's just him and his mom. Right. And um. And it's very funny because, you know, as she's trying to get information, she's also asking questions like a girl would ask questions to another girl. You know, she's really digging into some, like, interpersonal yeah, questions. Yeah, like, no guy would ever be as probing, like, to his guy for his, like, like, like no standard guy. I know there'd be guys who are. I, yeah. I don't want to speak for all men. But it is societally not acceptable, especially in the 80s, for a guy to care that much. It's funny. Like, it's not like, it's not like the... Pointless small talk about like, about like trivia that they like, or, like you know, like whatever they have in common. You know, like like when I was a kid, what, we we talked about like what like GI Joe and Transformers and Star Wars and Dungeons and Dragons because we were nerds, or and to a lesser extent maybe baseball, which was like the only sport that I knew anything about. You know, like you know, like so it like but like we would. We didn't she, talk like, about like, what you care, and oh, even as a teenager. Let's go, let me go back to teenager. Teenager, we talked about music yeah. more. You know, we talked about well, music. Well, that's how she opens up the conversation at the, in the lunch yeah, table. Right. But once they're in the house, she starts really probing in on his, like, personal life and asking yeah. about, like, if he's had sex and how many women and, like, this. Yeah, it's like, she's like, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say guys never talk about it. But, like, guys bring it up, like, because they've had it. Right. Right. And he's you really. Know? And then, and then so the other guys might be bluffing it. that they had it, too. Yeah. And maybe the first guy's lying. But it's not, like, something. It's brought up in more of a bragging sense. Yeah. Than a, you know. Yeah, they, so uh, tell me your deep story. So she finally, and I do. I do kind of like again. We're going back to like you could not like like you cannot show teens this way in in comedies. Right. You can show it this way in like a serious movie, but you cannot show teens who are sexually active, drinking like just offhand and, and like that's like that just. Well, it, and it's even creepier when Rick finally tells the story because she. Oh God, it's so gross. Because because she, she finally says, you know. Um, He's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if I have. She's like, you don't know? Were you not paying attention? He's like, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I guess, I mean, all right, there was one, one time. And she's like, well, good, let's hear the story. And he says, well, you know, right after my dad died, my mom's friend, I guess she wanted to cheer me up. Yeah, that's she did. weird. <laughs> that is so a very gross. weird thing. Because, like, all right, first of all, for me, it's weird to think of my mom having friends. But, you know. But uh, my my mother was a hermit, um, and but like just I just like okay like my mother was fairly young when she had me, so like let me see if I were like let's say he had lost his virginity let's say he lost it at fifteen let's just do that math. Uh, my mother's friends would be my age. Oh, that's so gross. Like my mother was about my age when I was fifteen. Uh. I can't even imagine like wanting like. Like, even wanting to have sex with someone who's 15, oh. that is way too young. It's so that gross. That is disturbingly too young. It's so gross. You know? And again, my mother was only 25 when I was, when, when, whenever I was born. Yeah. Like, it, like, God forbid, like, it was your mother's age. Like, your mother was in her early 30s when yeah. you were born. Think about that. When yeah. you were 15, like, your mother's friends, like, and your mother had friends who were basically her exact age. <laughs> you know? So, like... Good God. Yeah. <laughs> like, the... Nope. Blah, 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 blah. Nope. You know, nope. Nope. No. Nope. Absolutely never. So, uh, we end up going, and this is where we end up going to, to uh, Rick's room, and we learn that he is a huge, 
James Brown fans. Obsessively. And he's got James Brown posters everywhere. everywhere. And there's a whole big talk where, like, you know, it's like, so you uh, really like James Brown, huh? You know? And he, 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 and he, I will say I like the fact that Rick, they, they did a really good job of portraying a fan. Yeah. Because he's ready to talk about it. Yeah. Like, and he's like, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, Prince, you know, Michael Jackson and Prince, these guys... They owe it to James Brown. Yeah, James yeah. Brown, like, they got their moves from him. They got, like, and he's super into James Brown. And, like, you know, and he talks about uh, the Apollo Theater concert in, like, 62, which is an amazing live document, uh, you know, album. I, it's a great live album. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, like, it, it, it is, you know, like, one of the big, you know, like, big, like, soul albums of all time, live albums. Yeah. It's right up there with, uh, I think it's Ray Charles's uh, 63 live album, or, you know, like, it, uh, Sam Cooke in 63 actually is probably the best, uh, but, uh, but that's me. That's my personal opinion. Um, but it is, it, it, like, he goes on, and then she's like, you want to want to listen to some? And he's, so like, like, Let's hear and he's some like, sounds. and he's like, I don't do that. And it's kind of interesting, because he, he only listens to it alone, because he, he when he hears it, he has to it's dance. dance. You know, so it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting bit, where he's like, he literally, like, can't, like not dance and he's not going to dance just in front of his guy friend which is kind of cool you know it's, I, I thought it was an interesting I thought like, that was horror. a nice little moment yeah, nice too little I did too I liked and I liked, that. I liked how intense like you know, like it's like like I like I don't know if like maybe there's a bit in like a bit of like this is something he turned to to cope oh yeah you know because he's definitely he's not he doesn't have a lot of friends no he has no friends. He has no. He has no. Well, he's just moved. Like, yeah. but he doesn't. Like you, like, you get the feeling he's like. It's been years since he's bonded with anyone. Since like they they've been bouncing around, you know, whatever. Um, but um, anyway, like so at this point, because he doesn't have a girlfriend, he doesn't have a date for the prom. Terry realizes, Terry that realizes this is going to be her. her she's going to get him a date. Right. And this that's going to be her. That's going to be her story. And so uh, you know so basically she realizes because uh, Sherilyn Finn's character um, like totally is into her and she has a like you know like and like she and supposedly she, she has a a friend or a sister a or, or a cousin who needs a date yeah you know so he, but, he, but until this up right before this point there's he's been going and asking everyone oh yeah out like yeah she makes him ask everyone out every single person ha- and turns everyone him says down. no yeah everyone turns him down and then this is when you get your joke about like you know hey you know um you know are you busy you know, you know oh yeah are you bit bi- yeah i'm yeah, yeah, going are you what do you do it yeah like, are you what, are you busy what are, on prom night yeah. yeah what do you do? yeah going to the prom yeah I, you know like yeah. they all have dates because it's only a week before the prom right you know it's a big deal you know like it's a it's it's a big thing you know like um and uh and so at that point, it's when Sherilyn Fenn comes up and she says, the word is out that your friend needs a date to yeah. the prom. Um, he'd love my cousin, Jill. Yeah. Um, she, she, you know, she's totally and fun. We and can double date. We can double date. And so at that point, like, so she agrees to double date and uh, she goes home uh, again. And Bud actually, in one of the rare, rare moments where Bud is actually a voice of reason, Bud actually makes a point. Yeah. It's like, like she's, Terry's using her. Yeah. Like he's using her big time. Like, She's using her big time. Like, it's really shitty what she's doing. Yeah. Like, she's basically taking a girl out on a date who's totally head over heels for her. And she is, you know, heterosexual. She is not attracted to Sherilyn Finn at all, you know. And it's, like, basically, you know, like, it's 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 really, it's, it's a totally, like, like, it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. To be honest. You know? And honestly, Sherilyn Finn throughout this movie is a very sympathetic character. Yeah. Because she's a very nice person who is... Very attracted to Terry. Yep. You know, like, and Terry is like, I mean, I will say Joyce Heiser has got like 
she's got an androgynous enough face that she makes a very pretty boy. Yeah. Like if you're into like the, you know, like the boyish, like, you know, like, like a teen pop star would look kind right. of boy, you know, like, right. you know, like not very masculine, you know, like kind of, you know, like boyish kid. Like right. she's like, she like, and so Sharon Finch, you got a crush on her. Yeah. But uh, him, you know, <laughs> she doesn't know. And it like, she does use her emotions, but, but and it's all for naught, it turns out, yeah. because the date is a sixth grader. Yeah, it's horrible. So basically, this high school senior is going out with someone six years younger than so him, gross. and it's and and basically they end up shuffling off so that Sandy yeah, and Sandy, Terry Sandy and, and Terry Sandy is Sherman Finn's character's name. I don't think I said it yeah. because I couldn't remember it. <laughs> like, but yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to like, because my dog is standing on my iPad. I didn't want to try to look it up. Um, so, you know, like, so obviously they end up left alone. And, and Rick thinks he's doing him a favor. Yeah. Terry a favor, you know, leaving her with, you know, like. And, you know, because, oh God, this movie now now presents us with the most horrifying nightmare anyone could ever, ever be confronted with. Which is trapped alone with a horny 1980s Sherilyn Finn. What a nightmare. Really? I can't even imagine the sheer deep terror yeah. of being trapped alone with a horny 80s Sherilyn Finn. Yeah. So she, she tries to, you know, she tickles Terry and that's when she realizes that Terry is... Terry been, pulls back. And they've, t- um, you know, Terry has stuffed her pants because, yeah, yeah. you know, she's not, you know... And she's like, it's okay, you know, and he's like, I, you know, and it's just like, it's okay, you know, it's like, uh, you know... It's you're like, trying to impress me and I'm, you know, I'm flattered, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know. It's like, hey, so, how small, whatever, how small you are. He's like, pretty small. Yeah, you'd be really surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. Yeah, like, like how small could it be? Yeah. You'd be surprised, yeah. <laughs> you and know. so that, and that scene ends, so obviously she gets out of it, but they, she comes home drunk in the morning. Yeah, like, yeah, just just completely, you know, and, like, and, like, she comes home drunk. Is that whenever, um, was it the morning or was it the, or was it later that night? It might have been later that night. I think night. it was later that night because right. Kevin's there for a That's date. That's right. Oh, right, he's been, no, 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 no. He's, he, he comes in because she said that she wasn't, she was busy and she couldn't see him. And Bud is there with the girl. Yeah, Bud was there. Bud had a study date. Yeah. That he was, so he was expecting to lose his virginity. And uh, basically, that. Meanwhile, while, while all that's going on, Kevin has shown up, and I don't know why Bud let him in the house. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would have been like, "She's not home, dude. Yeah. Bye." Yeah. <laughs> like lock. Yeah. You know. But um, like so, he Bud is trying to get rid of Kevin, and finally, Kevin and uh, and Herd, you know, like go outside, and Bud fails with this girl who's obviously just there to study. Right. And he even like it even has this whole thing. He's like. Like it's a terrible joke where he's like, "What if I was hung as like whatever?" You Never know, hung like a bear. Hung like a bear. Would that make a difference? Would that make a difference? Like, maybe. maybe. Are you? Are you? No, but you know, like, like which is kind of it. It, it was it, it's silly and stupid, and again belongs in a USA up all night. Yeah. So um, she, you know, she's trying very hard not to piss off Kevin because she doesn't want Kevin to know that she's yeah. doing. She doesn't it. want to break up with Kevin. She yeah. like she like even though Kevin's a total dickweed, and and by the way, and Kevin is so mad she cut her hair and she yeah. pretends she fell asleep. In the closet. Yeah. You know, and he can smell that she's drunk and tell that she's drunk, you know, and he's like, so you got drunk and slept in a closet instead of remembering your date with me. And she's like, oh, I thought it was for eight, like whatever time it is, you know, and basically it's, 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 it's. No, that's, that's a different date. That's a different date. Sorry. That's okay. You're, you're. Sorry. The movie repeats itself a lot. Like, like Kevin basically is a a thread that runs through this movie and he's necessary for the plot, but he's 
kind of not necessary for the yeah. plot. And I kind of think he should have been ditched a long time ago. Uh-huh. You know? So anyway, so... Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, like, basically... Um, Terry we, goes back to Rick's house and says, "It's I know what the biggest problem is, is it's your clothes, and we got to get you new clothes. So right. they do this transformation moment, like all 80s movies, like, have where the nerd turns into the hot guy. Yeah, yeah. Literally, and, yeah, he, his he hair transforms gets, like, overnight. Like, he, yeah, he, he's now got his hair moosed back in a much more acceptable 80s style. As it's opposed, much cuter. Yeah. Well, it definitely looks better than what he had, which is just a bad comb, comb to the side, like straight hair. Yeah. Like, here, speaking as someone who used to have straight hair, now has just... Less hair. hair. Less hair. But like, you used to have a full head of straight hair. There's not much when your hair is like completely straight. You have to put a lot of crap in it to do, to make it do anything other than just comb to the side. Yeah. You know, like whenever I used, like, I mean, I put a lot of crazy petrochemicals in my head to, to give myself a pompadour back in the day. Like, otherwise my hair is super flat. Right. But, so um. he comes to school and he's, he's looking cuter. And, and oh, we need to stop for just a second. Oh yeah. He, oh no, no, no. This is around this time. We, I just want to go back because this is a thing that's been, like the bullying that's been going through, one of the big things that Zapka does a lot oh, yeah. is he'll go by lunchtime and go to the nerds table and they'll all pick their trays up because he'll pick up part of the table. To dump their To dump, dump their, their stuff food. and they have to stay. And like at this point, uh, Zapka is, I think, yeah, at this point Zapka is making them like, no, leave the leave it down. And he's explaining to them like, like I can't remember what, what, what he decides to tell them because he's very mad at this point about Lord knows what. No, he's mad because... Um, he 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 calls Terry a tulip, and he says terrible things about Terry because he's thrown Terry. But Terry, oh, and Terry has done something nice for his girlfriend, right? So the girlfriend. Oh, that, there's actually a good comedy yeah, moment a co- there. Because, comedy moment. That's like, just going to bring that up. Because Terry, being a girl and over, being a girly girl, overhears, overhears uh, uh, Deborah. Deborah has lost the back of her earring, and she's freaking out because she doesn't want to just wear one earring and look like a punk rocker, right? <laughs> you know, which is uh, always funny. Um, but so she's freaking out, and Terry comes over like, "Hey, you know, if you uh, just take the pencil eraser, you you could stick it in the back, uh, you know, and uh, it'll hold for you know, it'll hold till you get back, you know, like hold for the day or whatever, yeah. you know." And she's like, "Thank you," and. You know, and, as Terry walks and, and realizes, like, yeah, and I just, he's like, I, uh, I got sisters, yeah. you know, you know, and like, and it's like, I mean, it is, it, it is like, it, it's a great moment because she's doing the friendly girl, like, oh, here's a, here's a solution, yeah. but like, she almost doesn't say anything. You see her like looking and yeah. going, oh god. Yeah. So she says it, and like, but so Deborah's like impressed, like, well, that was a very nice thing to do, and yeah. she's like, what a nice guy for doing right, that, right? You know, and you know, and of course he's mad because he or like Zabka's mad because he already hates. He already hates Terry. And then Deborah walks up and says, like, oh, so Rick, right? You, you know, looking a little different. So she notices him and Zach yeah. see, overhears. And he's mad, mad as, hell. as hell. Because that's and his that, girlfriend. So he's basically, give, like, he's basically giving the nerds hell, extra hell, you yeah. know. And by the way, Bud shows up at this point, too. Yeah, that's right. Like, because I, I was like, remember in the 80s when you could just walk into a school? Yeah. Any school. Any school. Whether it was your school or not. Because he's just hanging out and he's hitting on girls. This is when Bud shows up to tell Terry that his her, that his girlfriend Kevina uh, will be wants him to be dressed to kill tonight mm-hmm. for their date. For their date, and yeah, so and and Bud is having Bud. Bud is a total shit eating son of a bitch. Sparky, that's a uh, that's, that's a not microphone. for you. That's Let's a microphone not for you. Uh, get away from the mic, please. You're about to hear our dog very loud. Oh no, he he wow, he was quiet. He was quiet. When I, but so uh, but anyway, at this point, that's when Rick has had enough. Yeah, and Rick, but they—they've already decided they've got to get this guy, but they're not violent, right? And Rick, like, and Rick, Rick is rightfully like this dude is 
You know, like this, dude's, ass, this, this yeah. dude could probably kick my ass. Rick's not a fighter. Rick's like, Rick's not that guy. But what Rick they does realize is that he, they have intelligence. Oh, because he comes up and no, wait, before this happens, he actually takes something out on Rick specifically. He's wearing his brand new clothes. Oh, and yeah. He, he walks up and he, he dumps, uh, he dumps uh, spaghetti all over him. Yeah. And that's when they that's decide what, yeah, that's right. to get him. So then that's when Rick like stands up and like basically like calls attention to like basically makes fun of him and everyone laughs. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You know, actually. And, Zap, and like the whole he's doing it in front of the whole school and he's dancing from table to table so that Zap is like always. He's got a, a bunch of people between the two and talking loud and everyone's laughing. And at, and then they all, like, he gets everyone to dump the tables and their stuff onto Zapka, yeah. basically. Like, it, you know, and so he's embarrassed. Yeah. And, like, he's going to kick his ass. And Deborah is like, you need it, to get over yeah, it's this. It's a joke. Just it's a it joke. Slide. They're laughing. Everyone's having fun. Just, like, you, you, you need to stop taking yourself so seriously. You need to yeah. stop, you know, like, it's like, why do you care? Why are you such a jerk? Yeah. You know? And he basically, like, blows her off, and she's like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. And she just basically leaves him. Yeah. You know? And... She's also seen now three or four different... Because Terry brings up the fact that he's an asshole, and she's like, well, he's insecure. And she's, he, and Terry's like, you know, he's actually an asshole. And then she starts to notice how yeah. much... Yeah, right. The seeds have been people. planted that, yeah. like, wait a so minute, you know? like she Because, yeah, like, she, she's... I think she's been trying to convince herself that he's deep down inside he's a nice guy who's right. just insecure. But it's like, there are plenty of insecure people who don't, like, physically abuse weaker people. Yeah. To take it out on it. Right. And she, I think she sees it. And, and it turns out she's actually not a bad person. No. You know, like she's actually decent at heart. You know, like she is. She's not yeah. a bad person. No, she's she's, she's never presented, even though she's the girl that he's dating. This isn't like Revenge of the Nerds where like, oh. She's a terrible person Like too, they're, right? they're terrible people too. You know, like, you know, she's just like, oh, yeah. And like, so she leaves him and, and basically... Like Terry says, you did so well. You're such a celebrity now. You you have to you got to get you a date. And he's like, no, I'm over that. And she's like, just ask one more person out. One more person. Who it you, is. I don't care who it is, and we're done. And he like he says, fine. He goes and asks Deborah, assuming he's going to get shot down. And because she because she's obviously dating. Greg. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, and she's like, like the movie wants us to believe she's the hottest girl in school. Right. Although I'm not really sure if that's really the case, but, um, uh, but so she uh, says, yes. I mean, cause Terry's pretty good. Looking, yeah, right. But uh, She says, yes, I'd love to be your date. And, and he's like, what? He's freaking out. And then, you know, and Terry, this and, is the moment. And this is the realize. moment Terry realizes, Oh God, I've given him what he wants. And this is when Terry realizes, Oh God, I want him. Yes. And, but it's just, she's like, yay. You yeah. know, she's like, like try, like, she's like really like dope. You know, yeah. like. So then he says, "You have to. We have, we've got a double." And, and you know, she's like, "No, you know, I, I I'm not gonna. I'm not going to the prom." And he's like, "No, you have to, because if you don't go, then I won't go." And now, and she knows she needs him to go to finish her story. So, so now she, so she has now like she has to convince. She asks her friend uh, Denise. Denise, who like she's like Denise, you got to do this for me. Yeah. You know, and Denise is like, oh. Okay, I'll do, you owe me one because yeah. Denise Denise's whole thing is like she Denise keeps complaining that it's been weeks since she's had a date and right. she's she's worried she's never gonna get a boyfriend and you know like their prom is coming up and you know she's like you know I'm not gonna have anybody blah 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 you know she's like okay fine but yeah. you owe me blah 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 so she's gonna pretend to be his date yep her date Terry's date you know and that way they can double date to the prom everyone's gonna be happy everything's great. So then, and that's when she's getting dressed right now for this hot date, the dress to kill hot date that she's supposed to go out with Kevin for at seven thirty. Right. Okay. So Denise is yeah. leaving, and she's all dressed and ready to go. And the doorbell rings, and Bud 
is like, well, but yeah. Well, well, Denise is leaving because she's not in that scene. Right, right. Okay, right, I thought, right. like I thought it was like Denise isn't actually involved in the date. No, no, no. no. Denise is just leaving. Yeah. and she's, she's and she's dressed in the most eighties. Oh yeah, 80s. she's got white, white tights, tights, white white yeah. uh, like high heeled boots, white like just white leather she's got, white skirt. Anyway, yeah, like, so she and I, I will admit. It's 80s hot. Yeah, she looks good. Like it's so no one all, would wear it nowadays. She's but it all is ready 80s hot. to go, and the doorbell rings, so she assumes it's Kevin. And yeah. and her brother's like, 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 like I think her brother opens the door, yeah, and, he's, and he's like, she's like, oh, I'm looking for Terry, and, and he's then like, Terry, it's you, know, you have company. You have company. So and he, she, he doesn't she, even. He, yeah, he doesn't totally, even say anything. Not, no, no, he's not. He doesn't I mean, say anything other than you have company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is that I don't think he's trying to sabotage. No, I don't think it is either. He, he just, just doesn't, doesn't say, anything. say anything. He's like whatever because he doesn't care. Yeah. he's not really paying attention. Yeah. And she walks around the corner, sees it's uh, Sandy, and she's and, holding like, fish. And she's holding, yeah, she's holding a huge like that would actually weigh a lot. By yeah. the way, that is like like that. That's a big fish bowl. That's yeah. like that's probably like twenty pounds. Uh, like, but she's holding this like fish bowl and like and you see like. You know, she's like, oh, crap. Yeah. So she, like, immediately races in, has to tear off oh. all of her girly girl clothes, throw on, like, a sweatpant, sweatshirt and jeans, yeah. and she's, like, holding her hands over her. And she has to pull the jacket over yeah. it because she doesn't have her, like, her boobs are just out. Like, she's yeah. like, oh, God, yeah. you know. And um, and that, and, and Sherilyn Finn shows up, you know, and she's like, uh, you know, you can't go in my room because she's got a girl's room. Yeah. She, her room is not masculine. Her room has girl stuff in it and plus it has her clothes in she's it. She's like, well, thanks for stopping by, Cindy. She's like, well, let's see how they look in your room. And so she's like, oh, my room's over there. Oh, and, oh, and it's kissing fish, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they're kissing fish. So she walks them into, uh, walks her into uh, Buddy's room. And Buddy's like, okay. And Buddy's you know, room is this. Buddy's, Buddy's cackling at yeah. this, like, all the time. And Buddy's room is, again, covered in porn. porn. And so it's this awkward moment where she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I you do your studying. You're like, yeah, it helps me study. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, she's trying to, like, pretend like it's not like the craziest thing in the world and then buddy comes up and is like being like yeah my horny brother he's such a horny guy you know well well then the doorbell rings and it's kevin now we know it's definitely kevin so she so terry asks asks bud Bud to tell kevin to wait in the car yeah and 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 he's like what no i'm not gonna wait in the car you know and and meanwhile so she gets has to get bud like she's like bud there is a oh and by this point at this point, Sherilyn Penn has taken off her shirt. Yeah. Like she's in like a leathery bustier yeah. looking thing and she's she's in her sexy outfit and she's climbing over to she's coming over to you know, like to, to, Terry. To, try, to to Terry to like to sex him up. Yeah. And and Terry's like, Oh God, yeah. gotta go. Yeah. You know, and she like and she goes up to Bud and says, Bud, there is a half naked, beautiful woman in your bed right now. Yeah. And he's like is and he's like, You think I'm and you know, and she's like he's like, Do you expect me to believe that? And it's like, ask yourself. What if I'm telling you the truth? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, so he goes upstairs, uh, you know, to like run interference while she is like, well, we can go out anyway, you know, and he's she's like, where, like, she looks like hell. She looks like, she looks like shit. Let's be yeah. honest. Like, it, let's, and she's like, oh, I thought it was 8 30. He's like, yeah. you know, it was 7 30. Yeah. You know, gee, Davey. You know, and she, um, you know, she's like, well, we could go. We can like, get it to go. We can get it to go. And he's like, no, I'm yeah. very angry. And I I guess, it, does he break up with her? Does she, no, she breaks no, up with him. they don't really break up. But they're like, he leaves. They have he, a fight. They have a fight and he leaves. Yeah. You know, it feels like they've broken up though. Yeah. And I, I can't remember how the Sherilyn Finn thing gets... Uh, well, he goes up to her room and she's embarrassed, remember? She's yeah, all and, nervous. She's and like, well, she where's leaves. Terry? And then he's like, gone. That's not the first time that he's left a woman, you know, with, yeah, you know, uh-huh, and she's yeah. like, I'm so embarrassed, and she, like, he's grabs like, her stuff. don't worry. <laughs> no, no, and she leaves, and then he's like, what a nice girl. It's such a sweet yeah. little moment. Yeah, it is. I, it is, uh, yeah, it, it, so, uh, so anyway, we all, um, and, 
like we all like basically so basically at this point like everyone is we, we've stayed we set the stage for the prom everyone has got their you know like they've got their date they've got their you know like like let me see billy like not billy what's his name william zapka no oh. no uh rick? rick thank you rick has his dream girl yeah terry has well her best friend right <laughs> you know um uh Greg's got his white fingerless weightlifting gloves, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they're at the prom. And they're at the they're they're heading out to the prom. And I think one of the big pro- and and at some point at this Kevin comes back, and Kevin's talking to Bud, and he's like, "Where is she?" Yeah. You know, he's like, "I I can't tell you." And he's like, "I will." Like Bud threat like he threatens Bud, and he's like, "Wait, if, if I tell you, you I gotta to get, I gotta go get changed because if I tell you, I gotta come with yeah. and see this." And uh, I think at this point I realized the movie made of a like like it, it kind of it it's not a mistake necessarily it's kind of weird that this movie has two distinct and discreet blonde dickhead guy villains. Yeah. Like they're not at all alike. No. But they're both blonde 80s assholes yeah. and they're both villains of the movie in their yeah. own different ways. Yeah. Um and so but we end up at the prom and it, it, it it's uh, it's a rockin' affair. Uh, we got we got uh, the house band, which seems to be fronted by Jonathan Price with a mullet, <laughs> playing keyboards Terry's and bass. Terry's nicely dressed up in in a tuxedo with yeah. like Rick and yeah, you know, and they're there and they're having fun. And as Denise is dancing, and, by, and this is by the way, this is literally the least cool looking band in history. Yeah. This is this band, Loverboy, like looks <laughs> Loverboy looks like they're like freaking Motorhead compared to this band. This is an uncool band. So as Denise is dancing with Terry. Um, she keeps getting looks by the, I don't know if it's the lead guitarist. It's the, it's the, it's the guitarist. Yeah, the guitarist. The he guitarist keeps getting, he's got like a, one of those Gibson, not the Flying V, but it's the one that has like the four points guitar. Like it's very, it's a very 80s rock star right. guitar. So. And, uh, the, and he's giving her eyes the whole time. Yeah. And it's, it was kind of like when we, we went to see, uh, Mike Love's Beach Boy, uh, Starship show, <laughs> you know, with John Stamos. And, uh, he spent the entire concert flirting with you because you were the youngest woman in the yep. audience. Yep. <laughs> and that was so gross. And John Stamos was looking on. <laughs> Um, but, and then uh, my dad informed me that Mike Love is actually distantly, distantly related, related to you, which I don't know about that because I don't think they're Jewish. But I don't know. It was just weird. I don't know. The whole thing is just gross. But yeah, it, it, but anyway, yeah, he's like he's totally making eyes at Denise, and Denise is totally making eyes back, and mm-hmm. like you know, uh, ultimate. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, like you know, she's like, "Can I?" Uh, and Terry's like, "Yeah, go, 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 yeah. go, whatever." Um, there is a. Um, um, what is what is the deal with um, like at some point uh, does is it is it Kevin who says Cindy Loper because I've got that in my notes and I can't remember no, why no it's Rick says Cindy Rick says Lauper Lauper Cindy making, Lauper well because what happens is um, uh, the the whole thing goes down where he's dancing with Deborah she, Terry's pissed that they're really liking each other so much um, Deborah has to get up and she has to give the speech for the King, prom king, and, king queen. and queen and she opens up the thing and of course she's the queen and she's like she's oh, like I, she's, I, she's like i swear i wasn't know, me i yeah, didn't know you yeah. know it's, it's sort of cute and then she opens up the king and it's greg yeah and greg you know and then she's like and i know and, and when she puts the crown on him it's like yeah. like she puts like i guess like you know like they put the crown on her and then yeah. she's supposed to put the crown on the king and yeah. she just like grabs it and pops, pops it in his head, head like it's a burger king crown it's like very it's, funny. it's crooked and he's just sort of standing there and he's like instead of the normal yeah. rules of where the prom king and queen share a dance why don't, why don't we 
all dance. dance. Everybody dance. Everybody so dance. She, she and comes down and she starts dancing with Rick. Rick and, and Rick, and by the way, at this point, Rick uh, Rick starts showing off his moves. Yeah. And Rick does James Brown dancing. Yeah. And I don't know if this is true, but according to IMDb, James Brown apparently came to the set and actually uh, taught him how to do some of his moves. It's kind of fun. Which I that that's cool if true, but I don't know because Rick's moves weren't that great. But, so, you know. so what well, doesn't mean that he wasn't like Napoleon Dynamite or nothing. So um, they're dancing, whatever, and Greg comes up and he interrupts them and he uh, punches Rick, and that's when um, Terry, you know, goes after Greg, and Greg, you know, she like jumps on his back. She tackles him and, and she's he, she's she's like like trying to scratch yeah. him and bite him, you know. And he picks her up and throws her in the ocean. Oh, and yeah, then, by the way, this prom is on a beach in the, by the ocean. Oh yeah, like it's a, it's a beach prom. I yeah. forgot to mention so that. So she's in the and, and then and then that's when Bud 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 Buddy has shown up and Buddy by the way is in a tuxedo t shirt, which in the eighties was actually kind of a new idea, yeah, yeah. you know. And Buddy actually tackles uh, tackles Greg. Greg, Greg the exact that's same way Greg. that Terry did, which I thought was a neat touch. And he fights her the same fights. The and same he way he does the, the same biting, and yeah. he gets thrown in the exact same way, and they so get out of the surf. The water, yeah. And at that point, Rick shows up and just beat like they well, have a he fight. says to him, "He goes, well, now that my back's not turned, yeah, don't actually do this." And 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 Rick actually ends up beating the crap yeah. out of uh, out of Zabka again, throws him into a table, <laughs> a punch bowl. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't crane kick him, which I was really hoping yeah, for. They, if really he had crane kicked him, really I would have gotten up and done a victory lap around the yeah, room. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, but like, but it was still, it was you know, it was a satisfying yeah. uh, beat down, and that and like, and that's when Kevin shows up. And it's like yeah, and Terry, what are you doing here? Yeah. And they have this whole they they're having this big like lovers this public fight, fight, public fight. And remember the whole school thinks Terry's a guy, a guy, and they're like, and it's an awkward moment. And you don't get a lot like it's played for laughs because it's like everyone thinks like, oh, they're gay, is yeah. it? The, but it's not really. It's more awkward because it's like there's this really serious lovers quarrel going on at, at yeah. prom with this guy that no one knows who just came out of out of nowhere, nowhere. and and and. And uh, like basically, she she tells him to screw. I believe she's like, "I'll call you later." I'll call you later. I'll like, explain. Oh, yeah, she's like, "I'll call you later. I'll explain." And like, yeah. and he's like, "No," and he like, he walks off. I think. Like, yeah, and he gets mad. He tries, he like I don't know if he says "you're my like you're you're mine" or something. Yeah, it's something really weird. But he's been a dick the whole time. He's been like he's been so mad. So, she cut her hair. Yeah, he, he's like, "You're not dressing like a girl." Oh, he says, anymore. "I love you, Terry," and then like so it's this really embarrassing moment where she's like, "Oh my god, I can't explain this." So then she says, um, "And so then he leaves, and then she, or he doesn't actually leave. He like storms off. No, he storms off, so and then she, he starts flirting with another girl. She, well, that this happens later. But she says to Rick, "Can I speak to you for one brief moment?" And pulls him aside, and and he says, "It's okay, Terry. I already know." And she's like, "Well, what do you, what, what you do?" And he's like. He's like, yeah, you're gay. This is what I meant about how they really sent, they like handle yeah. this so well. Yeah, like he's, he's okay. Like, it's, it's like, fine. you're my friend, you're, you're gay. My friend. It's, you're no gay. it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Yeah. You know, like, and, you know, like, and, and I, you get the feeling he's been kind of suspecting it just by the way Terry's acted around yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like Terry's got these girlfriends that he never taught, like, that, meets, that right. he never meets. And Terry, and Terry said a couple of weird flirty things to yeah. him by mistake. Yeah, she like touched his hair at one point. And, yeah, like, it's like, it's a very like, way. yeah. And, but like, so then we get finally. To the the scene that basically every boy who for like from 1985 till now knows this movie for, which is you know she says um, I'm not gay, and he says well now I'm confused, and she says I'm I'm a girl, and he's like yeah, and I'm Cindy Lauper. Yeah, that's it, <laughs> Lauper. And she's like no, I am. I'm a female. I'm a woman. And he's like, 
Yeah, okay. Let's, can I get back to the dance now? Like, he's basically, like, yeah. trying to blow him off. And, 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 and like, like and like she's like, no, seriously. seriously. And she just whips her shirt open. And suddenly, despite the fact that she obviously has had to strap her breast yeah. really far down, because she's she has fairly, fairly large, large breasts. breasts. <laughs> like, she's got no bra and just boobs, boobs hanging out. Boobs akimbo. You know, and, it, and again, this is the scene that everyone who's a guy or, or I guess, a woman into women knows this movie from. Yep. Like, because it's the, hey, it's about five minutes before the credits. <laughs> like, come on. Like, if, you, if, if this movie's on, just know that, like, come in, like, five minutes before it's over, you can see breasts. That's right. You know, uh, you know, it's the legend. Like, so, boom, topless scene. And he's like, where did you get off getting breasts? Where did, you know, he's like, wow, what's going on? And, like, he's really upset. And she's like, and I wanted like, to tell it, you. And, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, congrats. Like, you know, it's like, okay, so you've got, you know, like, you're something, you, you've got, like, you're something with breasts. Yeah, like, a, yeah. an asshole with breasts or something. something or a guy like, with breasts. Yeah, or like, I don't like, what he, like, it was basically like, whatever, you know. He's like, I'm, you know, I, I don't know what, you lied to me and that's more important. You're a liar with I, boobs. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, you're a liar, you know, yeah. like, you're a liar with boobs. And she's now. like, but I just wanted you to know how much you mean to me. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, because you've been so honest up to now, Terrence. And like, he's just really mad. And yeah, and he, yeah, he's he doesn't he want anything. To, and so, yeah, and, and, you know, and to be honest, like, she has lied to him the whole time. Mm-hmm. I get it. He's upset. Yeah. And he, as well, he should be. He's been right. lied to this whole time. And like, and it's like obvious, like he's like he feels manipulated. So she goes home. She writes the rest of this this and new story. And she writes it through through tears. Through tears, and she submits it. And you find out in the next scene. And while while she's doing this, by the way, it sounds like the neighbor is practicing his saxophone. Yes. It's like this. It's this sax solo that just goes nowhere. So she submits it, obviously, and you find out that yes, she now has this great summer job, you know, at the Century Beam. She's back at her old school. And um, Mr. Raymaker apologizes for not, like, for not realizing how much talent she had. And how much, you know, he misjudged her and yeah. how much she was and, really they, and it's a weird, it's a weirdly touching scene. Yeah. You know, because he's not been a very good mentor to her. Yeah. And I think, I, I, in a weird way, I think you can see that he feels bad that he wasn't a good mentor. Yeah. He should have been. Yeah. You know, so it's, a, it's an interesting scene. It's a like, nice scene. I like It's that. like, I, like you see, he's like, he's not that he's a bad teacher. It's just that he's not very good at being a teacher. And then he asks her, he's like, you know, what about this guy, Rick? And she's like, oh, you know, he hates me. And he's, he's like, that's too bad. I know um, you. Yeah, I know you. You really you, like him. I mean, and she's, she's like, like, "How, how do you, you know? know?" And he's like, like "I read, I read your, your article." You know, such and, a nice like, and it's just yeah. nice. So then you get to and, cut and, to the next. And now, and, and by the way, now that she's a girl, she gets the Ingrid Bergman from Casablanca feature, filter. Oh yeah. That's like right. suddenly she's like really blurry. So you know? then, so then the next scene is Bud and and Terry are walking like down oh, and, the street. oh, and by the way, Bud. But like we find oh, out, yeah. Bud, Bud at the prom ends up meeting like, Sandy, meeting Sandy for again, and she and like and basically le- she he leaves with her, yeah. And we learn that Bud now has lost his virginity, and and probably Sandy has lost hers. Yeah, uh, well, we don't know if Sandy's a virgin or not. Yeah, she's actually presented pretty virginal. Yeah, yeah like she may be dressed like Madonna, but she doesn't have like the you right. know, like you know like she she's definitely not play, like she's not played as someone who's slutty. She's right. played as fairly like innocent. innocent. She's yeah. a she's a pretty girl who's definitely super into you know into into originally Terry, but now into her Terry's brother. Mm-hmm. You know, which I guess you could say that that's the Olivia. But that, yeah, the, she that, that's yeah that is that is the Olivia Sebastian whatever angle Viola, Viola you know like whatever angle so anyway so um they're walking down the street or they've just like oh no bud pulls up in the car and he does a terrible parking job and then he yeah in fact, and that, i thought that was terry at first yeah. and that's what made me fall I'm like jesus terry nice parking i'm like oh it's so bud because so, he's now got a driver's license yeah. he's lost his virginity, virginity. he's living he's got large. a great summer going on and she's gonna have this incredible 
um, you know, job, job that she wants, but, but she's, she's still, still kind of depressed. She's a hang dog, yeah. you know. And then they're chatting, and then all of a sudden they turn and look, and s- sitting against the car is Rick. Yeah. And she hasn't talked to him since the you know their fight, Ooh. and so he walks over. The dog so, just snagged on me. <laughs> gross. So Terry walks over to talk to him, and he's like, you know, uh, I don't know. He asks a question, and then you know, he realizes she's like, he's like, I read your article, and she's like, yeah, and he's like, he's like, do you really? You know, did you mean all those things that you said about me? And she's like, yeah, I did. Um, it's like, do you still feel that? And she said, yeah. And he's like, okay. And she's like, and so she jumps in with like, hey, you know, let's go out Saturday night. Let's, let's you know, go dancing or something. And he's like, wait, I'm the guy here. I want to, you know, I want to be the one who asked. I want to be the one who asked, you know. And he asks the exact same question back. And it's adorable. And they, I guess they kiss. I can't remember. I think they, I don't remember if they kiss. Because I think it immediately goes to credits right after that. Well, they jump in the car and then she's like, right, come on. Oh, no, no, that's right. And, 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 and Bud's like, and then a blonde on a motorcycle pulls up, looks at Bud. He looks at her and he just hops on the back of her motorcycle. And it's just like, what? And that's how it ends. And, and, yeah. And then we end with, you know, Basically, just one of the guys or whatever playing, and yeah. uh, you know, I thought it was Hungry Heart that ends the song. That no, ends. there's there's no Springsteen actually in this, is there? I swear it's the last song. Really? Yeah. I swear. I feel to God, like I can it hear it. Not. I, think I you're, swear I, to you're, God, I think you're out of your mind. I might be, but I don't. I think, think you're so. out of your mind. I can hear it in my brain, and I feel like that's what plays. Uh, you hear that in your brain, but I think that's madness. Is it madness? Uh, it is definitely madness. Say that, like, no, no, no. You've, uh, you've got songs by Shalimar, Midnight Star, Ronnie Spector, Dwight Tiller, Tilly, Berlin, Billy Burnett, Brock and Davis, Greg French, Brock and Davis. I think Brock and Davis is the band from the bar. Maybe. I mean, from the prom. From the prom. Uh, Tom Scott, Lindsey Buckingham, The Stooges, Private Domain, Johnny Lyon, Bone Daddies, and Neurotica. Uh. But you do not have a song by Bruce Springsteen in this in this in this movie, and I don't think this movie, as as decently budgeted as it is, yeah. could have afforded that. Okay, so. In 1985, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, Allie, since we've gotten to the end of this little thing, and there's not really anything, there's no, like, the credits just run. Yeah, it's run. You know, is, was just one of the guys worth revisiting? Yeah, actually it was. It's not a perfect movie. It's got lots of flaws and problems. It's not a great plot. There's lots of holes and problems. Yeah. But I really enjoy this movie, and... It's it's funny because usually I'm super critical about watching a movie with terrible acting. I don't think that Terry does a phenomenal job as an actor. I, I certainly do. I don't think anyone does a great movie. job in this movie acting. I think Rick is a, probably your best choice. Rick and, and, Ra- and Ray, Mr. Raymaker Ray is probably the two. Yeah. Mr. Mendoza does a good job too. Yeah, but he, Mr. Mendoza's in for literally a couple. Still of does coffee. a good job. But my I uh, know not literally. That's not what literally means. So, but anyway, <laughs> but, but my point is that I I mean in general like that would be a turnoff for me. But it's charming. You know why? You know you know why it's okay. Because this feels like an up all night movie, so you're 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 judging it by you're up right. all night standards. I think you're right. I am. I'm judging it by up all night standards. You're, you're judging it by Rhonda Shearer is here at the commercial breaks. Yeah, 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 you're right. I am, and I think that. Um, and I just I don't know. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. I do think that they handle it. I think I was worried showing it to you that there was going to be a lot of insens- insensitivity well, it, with the it, gender and it stuff. It does feel like like a lot of those '80s comedies, like that Revenge of the Nerds kind of feel, where it's like, oh, geez, yeah, like it's really hard to revisit '80s comedies with they're a minefield. Yeah, that's why I'm always like leaning towards wanting to do an action movie because I know the problematic parts of the action movie are going to be obvious problematic moments that I'm aware of. Like, oh, they're going to play this, Panics is terrible or the Arabs is terrible. I know this. I'm ready for it. But with the comedies, it's like, I laughed at this so much when I was a kid and then you're like, as an adult, you're like, ooh. Ooh. You know? Yeah, you feel icky. Okay, so John, um, was it worth watching? 
you know what? I'm going to actually say yes. I, you know, like it's again, it's always a minefield, especially when you show me one of your 80s comedies. Because yeah. like, like I will say this movie's not drop dead funny. It's no. not like, you know, it's, it's not, I'm not laughing my ass off. At right. It. It's definitely got some ugh yeah. moments of, of bad joke, but it actually it it has a comfortable feel. Yeah. And again, it like it goes back to like it kind of feels like an up all night movie, like it's I, I it might have been used in up all night. Might have. I mean, I they would have had to do some blurring on those new those those boobs, yeah. and it would have really the big reveal scene would have made no sense. I um, think when they did it, if I remember, if it was ever made for TV movie, you'd see the back of her. Oh, they you probably did. You're sh- right. They yes. probably did an edited version. They do an edited yeah. version and you never see the boobs. And I remember that in one time I was watching it. I was like, where are the boobs? <laughs> you know, in all honesty, uh, I, I, one of the bits of trivia, by the way, was they, that was not that was not originally like in the plan for her to actually show her breasts. Or maybe it was going to be just yeah. a vaccine. Yeah. And maybe that's what they used that for. Yeah. But apparently Lisa Gottlieb like, like sat uh, Joyce Heiser down and said, listen. I think this is the, you have to have this reveal. It really doesn't work as well without yeah. the big reveal. And I think it doesn't. Like, it's, I'm not saying, like, ooh, lascivious chance to see boobs. I think just the real, the really, look, I'm a girl. Yeah. Like, it's really like the big opening. It really is. It's the shocking moment. Like, you get the same shock that he sees. Yes. Yes. We, you the know? audience, are. Like, you, there's you no see. Other, there's no other moment. I mean, of yes, that. you can imagine what he sees, but yeah. it is like, yeah, again, this movie, this movie, I mean, it's not nudity free. You get a lot of male asses. You get, uh, you know, you get a lot of, uh, you know, the Playboy, like, Pinups are always in the background, like you know, like and they're not airbrushed no. over the nipples. You, you, they're naked people, like photos all in his yeah, room whenever they're in those scenes. Very bushy but yeah, like I think, I think this, uh, you know, I, I, well, not as, but they're not seventies, they're eighties things. There's a strip. No, there's I there one that well some there's a couple I'm yeah, sure. Thank you. I'm sure there are. I looked at eighties Playboys. And yeah, they I know. Were definitely, but not they weren't seventies. They weren't seventies. No, they weren't like overgrown. They were. They were trimmed. They were trimmed. Yeah, they yes. were pruned. They were, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not like I was thinking. You were talking about like they were like jungles because there's no. some there's some seventies. Uh, there, there's some seventies centerfolds that were like, wait, is she just wearing a pair of furry panties? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh goodness, no. No, but um, uh, but yeah, like so yeah, I think it, it it's got a it's it's got a it's Fun enough. Yeah. Again, like it may be problematic, but I, I like it's. I can't really tell. No, I like. I want other people to weigh in. Yeah, I know. Like, like I really like. If they us. want, like, yeah, like, like maybe, like, like get to, like, get to the Twitter and the or, or like and let us know what, like, what you actually thought of that. Yeah. But um, like it's, but it, it is. It's a comfortable movie. Yeah. Like I like. There is I, I I have a few uh, like on deck at some point in the near future. Yeah. I wanted to do like like a couple of like assorted up all night movies, like movies I would have seen on up all night originally. Mm-hmm. Like like and but this this is not as bad as them. Right. Like those would be bad. Yeah. But it has that comforting feel. It like like it just it's it's good natured enough. Yeah. And what's weird is I kind of wasn't sure this was a comedy. Or not, because yeah. I never really paid attention to it. I didn't know if it was going to be more like a darker thing, like mm. a boys don't cry ish kind of thing, right? Or like, or maybe not that dark, but like, but more like a, you know, like a, like where it was like, like a more like serious. She's like pretending for like something more serious than it mm. was, or whatever. Like I didn't know it was going to be like, like as much just a light movie, right? I mean, I knew later because I looked at the when I actually looked at the movie poster. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's this is a comedy. You know, because right. you saw like the movie poster is her holding up two football helmets. Uh, you know, she's not wearing a shirt. And she's holding them over her breasts. Right. You know, but yeah, I 
I it, it, it is like it's not funny funny, but it's chuckly and yeah. it's it it's inoffensive and it like it is like a it just it feels like an eighties comedy in like the best way of it. Yeah, you yeah, know? So, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, I, I definitely worth worth at least seeing once. Cool. And uh, yeah, so. Anyway, if you do have those opinions about whether it is or is not problematic uh, and you want to let us know, uh, you can uh, Twitter us at MMIS Podcast or send us an email to matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. We have a website that is matchmadeinspace.com. Uh, you can leave you know, comments there. You can leave comments there and I, maybe we, I, we get notifications, I guess. Yeah, oh, we must. Yeah, we must. Yeah, and also... Um, um, you know, and you can you can find either of us individually oh, on yeah. Twitter. Uh, you can find Allie at A L I underscore Goodman, G O O D M A N. You can find her uh, twin brother Alex Goodman. Um, <laughs> actually, you can't find him. Uh, no, you can find a, you can find me at Hitler Puncher. Um, and we have another podcast that we've mentioned occasionally. Um, if you want to hear us basically doing the same shtick, but about uh, Allie forcing me repeatedly to watch Hard Grey's, to watch, I'm sorry, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. It's called A Hard Grey's Night, and uh, that's uh, that's our side podcast. It's basically, it's the same stuff, except it's just me consistently being annoyed at what I have to be shown. And if you have, you know, significant others who love that particular show and you have no interest in watching it, but you still want to kind of be relevant in a conversation um yeah, definitely can, worth listening yeah, to us because yeah, yeah. we go through each episode yeah we'll, so. we'll tell you we'll tell you what you need to know and you and unlike me who's now going to see every Grey's Anatomy twice if this show goes all the way through right. uh to the end uh, unlike me Bryce you don't ha- you don't have to watch it. yeah yeah he's watching it so you don't I'm I am I am your sin eater I am I am sitting I'm your Shondaland sin eater <laughs> eating the pain of uh, of watching Grey's Anatomy for you yeah. so uh but anyway uh that's that's about it uh, mm-hmm. I mean unless you have anything else to add um, um no I think that's pretty much it so this is this has been <laughs> a match made in space signing off adios, adios.